flat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind the Flat, a weekly podcast that brings debate to life's most challenging questions. I'm Chris Heffernan and as always I'm joined by my former flatmates and very good friends Amy Isles. Good day. And Tom Crowther. Hey up. This week's life-changing question is, what's the best adventure to go on? But before that, it's time to get in the zone with Chris's Quiz of the Week. So, question number one in this week's quiz. In which year did Yuri Gagarin become the first man in space? Oh. oh, Amy, this is your decade. This is the 60s. This is the one that you know things about. Well, it was before 69, because that was the moon landing. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if it was 50s. Maybe it was the 50s. Because you've, you've got to think how, like, it take, especially back in that time, it took a long time for mm. science and technology and space travel to develop. So I'd be tempted to go, like, 50 seven maybe yeah okay now i feel that feels a bit more right actually now i'm hearing it definitely later end of the 50s yeah yeah for sure 57 okay i think it was about a decade between the two now i'm thinking about it so yeah 57 yeah let's go for it 61 oh sorry tom balls sorry (laughs) (laughs) number two which actress played blackbeard's daughter in the 2011 film Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, I know this. Don't think I've ever seen it, so Amy. Oh, it's so long ago that I saw it. I can tell you who played Blackbeard. That was... No, I can't, actually. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. I want to say... Was Helena Bonham Carter in it? Because it's a Johnny Depp film and she seems to be in every film with him, so... (laughs) No, I don't think she was in Pirates of the Caribbean. I think Blackbeard was Richard Armitage. I'm not 100% sure, though. But his daughter... Oh, my goodness me. Oh, it was... Um, no, it was Penelope Cruz, I think. I don't know who that is, so I'm sure, sure let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. You're going for Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Hey, well, you were correct on, though. It was Blackbeard being played by oh, Richard no. Armitage. No, it wasn't him. It was... Don't tell it me, was... don't tell me, don't tell me. No, tell me, please. <laughs> The much older <laughs> Ian McShane. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. That is who it was. Thanks, Chris. I just don't know any names of actors. So, number three. Which British explorer was the first European to see the Mossai Otanya, the smoke that thunders, waterfall, which he named Victoria Falls after Queen Victoria? It was... Uh, uh, who was the guy that went all over? He wrote the. Mm, oh, Darwin. I know it because I just read a book on it. <laughs> Sorry. I went for Darwin. I panicked. No, it's not Darwin. He's like the famous explorer of Africa. Yeah. Um, um Cook was it Captain Cook? No, he's not. Too, ca- he wasn't a captain. Too, um, he was a missionary. He started off his his work as a missionary. Um, he wrote books. Um, uh. I, I can't help you here, Tom, I'm afraid. Oh, no, this is so frustrating because <laughs> I literally just read a bloody book on it. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry. I can't. I'm going to kick myself so hard. What if I okay. said a, a famous uh, quote? So the name followed by, I presume. 
Oh, I know it. Livingston. Livingston, I presume. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. It was Livingston. Thanks for the clip. David Livingston, <gasps> I presume. Correct. Yes, because he got lost, didn't he? Yeah, the quote is from a journalist that went to look yeah. for him and found him in like a crowd of people and then he wanted to be really cool when he found him so rather than run up to him and like scream that it was him mm-hmm. he just walked up and he's like Livingston I presume <laughs> our next question as of December 2019 565 people have been into space how many of them have been women ooh oh this is going to be farcically low isn't it <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. I'm certainly thinking double digits. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But low double digits. I reckon... Oh, gosh. This is really hard. I reckon... Can we have a margin of error, Chris? I mean, you don't win anything. So, I mean, you can say an answer <laughs> and I'll say, oh, that was close. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm thinking like 25, Amy. Oh, I was thinking more kind of 50, 60. Oh, crikey. Okay, well, you got a lot of faith in humanity there. <laughs> How many was it in total, <laughs> sorry? 565. Okay. Just got to think of all of the decades where women wouldn't have even got a look yeah. in before they would... There's just so much, so many years of... Mind you. And even the ones today that you think of mostly, you think mm. of the the ones that come to mind are the men, like Tim yeah. Peake and... There was that school teacher that went any others. to space a few years ago that was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um... Or maybe she was, maybe say. it was the first per- woman in space was a school teacher. I can't remember. Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go low. Th- I want to go a little bit higher than twenty-five. Thirty-two. Yeah, go on then. Okay, thirty-two. Amy, you shouldn't have been defeated. Oh. It's sixty-five. Oh. oh. The first was Valentina Tereshkova in nineteen sixty-three. Wow. But then the second woman in space wasn't until 1982. Crikey. Crikey. Wow. The first one was probably a token, wasn't it? <laughs> like a, oh, we've technically put a woman in space. <laughs> now let's forget about having to do that ever again. And your final question, as we get in the zone of adventure, is the Norwegian explorer Roald Amundsen reached the South Pole on the 14th of December of which year? A... 1891, B, 1901, or C, 1911? Feels like something that, like, turn of the century. I don't know. Yeah, that's My, my immediate instinct was... I'm thinking Victorian, maybe slightly, well, just about Victorian, 1901. I think she died in 1901, didn't she? Yeah. Was it 1903? I don't know. Should we say 1901? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. This was actually a question on who wants to be a millionaire for £500,000. Did we win? You didn't. Oh. I think you went for the same answer that the woman went for on the programme. The correct answer is 1911. Oh, wow. Wow. Later than I thought. Fascinating stuff. Thank you, Chris. So it's now time to debate. The motion before the flat today is space travel is the best adventure. 
This week's caveat is that no matter what happens, you cannot die on your adventure. Other than that, the rules are the same as always. No swearing, no taking offence, and of course, no pompous points. And as always, we start with an affirmative statement, this week from Tom, on the adventurous nature of space travel. Space travel is the last frontier that we haven't fully explored. Now, I'm not saying that we know absolutely everything about the jungle and about the sea, but I think we know a lot more about those places than we do about space. And a lot more people have been on a boat or have been to the jungle or even live in the jungle than go to space. As you said, Chris, we're in the 500s of people that have ever been to space. So if you're one of those people, you really are a pioneer. You're getting out there, you're doing things that other people have not seen. You're looking at the at the earth from from far away. I mean, how many people have been able to do that? Not very many. Yeah, I think I think that's that's my op- my opening point is that it's the rarity that makes space so exciting. Yeah, I'll give you a point there because I think that is I think you're right. Like we don't it's really fascinating the kind of the vastness of space and how much can we explore? Like how much is it possible for humans to know about it? And I think it can tell us a lot about our existence as well and how about how we came to be. So yeah, I think that's that's quite fascinating. It's it is the great unknown, the final frontier, as you said, but not in the dodgy American accent. Yeah, good point, Tom. The last place for humans to go out and absolutely destroy. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. Like we do with everything. <laughs> but then I suppose it's the great unknown, which also means it could be the most boring adventure ever. <laughs> you could just be inside your spaceship for years and years and years and there'd just be nothing. There's mm. just endless nothingness and you just fly around in this tight space just looking around going, oh, look, there's another star. Oh, hey. But that's the thing. I don't think that space missions, they don't go off with no purpose. They're always, it's always a mission. It's always there to achieve something. I think mm. there's, a, there's a goal, there's an aim, whether it's to do science in space or to head for another planet. You know, there's all, there's these things that we, you know, we, we're, we're heading towards. So even if the journey there is tough, you know, it's always directed at something. Whereas there's not a lot left to direct towards if you're going on a on a jungle exploration, for instance. I don't know, but I think that in itself, like the the amount of work that you have to put into space travel. Chris, I know you're a big fan of The Crown, and there's an episode where <laughs> Prince Philip meets. Oh, spoiler alert! I've not um, got there yet. Yep. Oh, have you not? Oh gosh, no. Oh no, Chris, you've absolutely ruined my point. But I almost want to take a point away from Amy for almost spoiling a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Um but essentially my point is that you do so much work to to get yourself into space and get yourself like to meet your mission objective that you don't have that time to really appreciate and this would be so much better illustrated if I could make my point from the crown but you don't have time to appreciate what's around you and like seeing those amazing views of the earth because you're you're so concentrated on making sure everything's going well and making sure you're collecting data and everything's nothing's breaking and yeah monitoring the situation 
I think that's a good point. But you're doing it all in space. Yeah, but instead of, there's so much. It's, it's so hard. It's hard work. Surely that's what makes it great, though. Like you, if there was no, if, if no hard work went into something and you got the reward of it. That would be boring. You know, you've got to put that hard work in. It makes the reward that comes at the other end so much sweeter. If you, it, it, It's so easy to go, like, I mean, relatively easy to go exploring in other places on our planet because we've developed loads of technology that makes it easy for us to get there. And so once we get there, we don't appreciate it as much anymore. Whereas in the past, when we used to do all these things, used to go sailing across to find, well, I say discover new continents, but, you know, the implications there are slightly different but arrive from our current place to another place and we don't know what's on the other side of it and and that was what was exciting but we know now we've got gps technology we we know what's there i do get what you're saying but i i i still say you landed on mars okay you've got that sort of i am the first person on mars way that adrenaline and excitement but but then they just it just could be a ball of rock I mean, it is a ball of rock. That's what that's what Mars is ultimately. But then, what's exciting about that? Once you've got there, mm. it's a bit like oh, I don't. I, I mean, if you work. were the first person on Mars, you got there and you went, "Cool, well, that's nice. We've done that now. So um, great. What now? I don't think you're going to be, you know, all cool and calm like that. You're going to be ecstatic. Just watch watch the crown. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> one one thing, I think that really, I mean, it's moon buggy donuts. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and that's got to be one of the coolest things that you could possibly do is jump in a moon buggy and do a donut on the moon or on Mars, you know? <laughs> I love a bit of fun. Tom, you're getting a point. That's you're getting a, a point. But it's the, just the tech that comes with space travel. It's so much cooler than anything else. I think on the point of working, though, in that kind of environment that you're in, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And it's also I think it's also quite lonely, space travel, because you, you can only fit so many of you in this really tight box and that like that we know of there's no life out there or no intelligible life intelligent even not intelligible <laughs> it's there but it's all just going blah, 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 blah. yeah exactly it's it must get quite lonely and i think that's quite sad yeah well, i think i'll give you a point there because i do i do think that like the, the ultimate loneliness okay. the image of ultimate loneliness is just like on your mm. own in space isn't it just not not even you can't even yeah. just like pop in your car and go and meet someone you know you, you are committed to being alone for that whole period of time i think this is a great time for me to come in with the jungle okay because the one mm. thing you do not have to fear about a jungle adventure is being alone okay <laughs> the jungle is full of life it's i think you could say it is the jungles are the place that are most full of life in the whole world that you walk into a jungle and it's alive you can hear it the howler monkeys the toucans the frogs just the trees if it's raining the rain coming through the leaves you can ever you look there's something moving and something happening you are in a world of exploration and life yeah definitely going to give you a point for that because i think the jungle is like the perfect soundscape isn't it where if you wanted to turn on 
okay so mm. a, a white noise machine to relax you and send you to sleep i think the jungle is one of the perfect places for that because you've got like the croaking of the frogs and you've got the the patter of the rain on the leaves yeah definitely i think that's a that's a mm. strong thing in favor of the jungle agreed uh, good luck getting I any sleep <laughs> i have to say i think that one benefit of going to space is that you're probably not going to be disturbed when you need a nap but if you're in the jungle you're probably not going to get a good night's sleep <laughs> I think one thing about like life being everywhere though is that some of that life is quite scary. Um, there's <laughs> snakes, there's spiders, there's big monkeys that if you aggravate them, you might not die, but they could quite severely beat you up. Um, and that, is big that monkeys, scares me is that a bit. the technical scientific term? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> but adventure is about adrenaline, okay? Like, you don't really describe going to tesco as an adventure okay <laughs> i don't know i get quite excited by tesco <laughs> it's just not so i think the animals and yeah there is that adrenaline there is that there are things a you don't know some there, there could be things creatures and plants in there that humans have never seen before that mm. yeah who knows what they could do but that's where adventure comes from that adrenaline that there is stuff around me. I don't even... It can see me, but I can't see it. And that's what adventure is about. It's about adrenaline. I get your point. And obviously, the whole caveat with this debate is that you're not meant to be able to die. But if you can't die, you you can still get ill. Yeah. And I think there's so many options for you to get ill in the jungle. And if you get, get ill in the jungle, you're probably not going to make it. Because, mm. you know, you, you get dysentery oh. and you're in the middle of the Amazon. Hang on. It's not going to be a fun... Tom, did you say you're not going to make it? Not make it where? Oh, oh. It's a, a hospital that can help you recover quickly. I'm giving a minus point might... What? I didn't say die. There was an implication <laughs> that illness would lead to death. You wouldn't recover. And so a jungle adventure isn't good because it leads to death. It was there. That's minus two <laughs> it points. Was, it was there, I'm afraid. But Damn to it. build on Tom's point in a non-deathy way... If you if you get dysentery or you get ill, you get like the sweats or the other thing that comes out the other end that I won't say. You can't really wash anywhere in the jungle, like properly. It's a bit of an unhygienic environment. You're gonna feel sweaty because it's very humid. You're gonna be doing lots of walking, getting very tired and very mucky. There's dirt everywhere. The rain, like, is. It's not. It's not a great, clean environment, and I. I know I'm quite messy, but I do like to be clean. Yeah, I'll give you. A, I think Amy definitely deserves a point there because Thank I think you. that is. It's just the cleanliness of the jungle. Oh, I mean, I know it's an sticky. adventure, and you say that the, the adventure comes from the adrenaline, but I don't think you need the discomfort to come with that mm. to make it a good adventure. That doesn't enhance it. That definitely takes away. Well, go on then, Amy. Describe to us your fear-free clean adventure two words pirate ship how exciting sailing the seven seas getting to see the world like it's not just one part of the world like the jungle but it's not got the vastness of space that you might get lost you can go in you can go to all different places you can go to the caribbean you can go to america you can go to 
Asia, you can go to Africa, I'm just naming continents now. But you get to see, like, <laughs> you get to explore in more depth the world that we live in. You've got loads of mates around you on your ship, you've got your crew working together, teamwork to get this ship going. There's beaches, there's sun, there's different climates. Oh, it's, it's got it all. It's just great. You pointed towards having a, a crew of mates that you uh, can rely on. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily feel like I could trust people on a pirate ship. It's a ship full of criminals, you know? They're not going to but be pleasant people. They're going to be murderers. They're going to be thieves. Actually, I was listening to another podcast um, called oh, Your Dead to Me. someone's done some boring prep. <laughs> well, I, no, I was actually listening to it because I quite enjoy it. But it's by the guy who does a lot of the research for Horrible Histories. And one of the episodes that I listened to was on Blackbeard. And actually... Blackbeard would have come from a middle class family because a lot of pirates were actually privateers that kind of converted to piracy to gain some more money. So actually, your image of pirates is kind of dirty, scabby, not very nice people is probably incorrect. They're probably actually from quite a, a well-to-do background. So I'm going to refute you on that point there resorting to history. They may be from a lovely middle class background but do you get middle class ships so your lovely middle class mm. house with maybe some warm water to bathe in you might be <laughs> surrounded by water but you're on a dirty old ship okay are people just going to the loo over the side okay or sometimes in the night are they thinking oh often if it's during a storm you can't get up top to go and do it <laughs> over the edge you just have to do it in the bedroom okay so you've got and it's all sm- sloshing around it's sloshing around okay it moves okay. around seasickness point to chris i think yeah seasickness as well yeah i'll give you yeah also scurvy uh, and rickets and you can't escape okay like a ship you're on that ship the whole point of a pirate ship adventure is for most of the time you're on a ship so, okay, but let's let's look at the parts when you're not on a ship and you just, there's so much of the world to see and you're earning a living. That's why most people resorted to piracy because it was a way of getting more money and you're just getting to see so many, like, I've been on cruises and it's just a great way to see the world because I know, I'm not I'm not saying a pirate adventure but I love got... the comparison between a pirate ship and a cruise ship I just imagine all the pensioners revolting mutiny parley parley I'd love to see that oh. but the joy of it was that you're on like a travelling vessel you go into different ports and it's such an easy way to see so much of the world in one trip like it's it's a mate like i'd really i would really recommend it and obviously a pirate ship's not like a you'd cruise, recommend but it then... from previous experience <laughs> so... I would. Um, but hang on a sec chris a pirate ship's obviously not like a cruise but you've got that adrenaline that you were talking about with the jungle adventure of the of of the adventure like maybe you're not sure where you're going to go when you set out but you can you can find a port you can make connections all over the world make loads of friends come overcome the loneliness of it yeah great i felt that at one point there we were going down the a whole new adventure the adventure of cruise ships <laughs> i mean that's basically what piracy is <laughs> cruise ships sound like the perfect pirate adventure there's toilets baths showers a crew 
And you're travelling all around the world. Buffet. Why do we need no, pirates? Well, <laughs> I mean, the hygiene in any of these adventures isn't great. But at least with piracy, you get to see a lot of the world in and one day. I'm sorry, but a spaceship is probably one of the most sanitary environments you're going to get. <laughs> not, not if the toilet leaks and you've got poo particles floating everywhere. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. It has to be said. <laughs> I gotta give a point to Tom because I do think that technologically, I'm sure a, a, a space vessel and space adventure is going to be very hygienic and. The best kind of adventure is a clean adventure. <laughs> oh dear. So I think it's time to have uh, let's have a, a final point from each on our adventure. See if anyone can scrape up some last minute points. So Tom, space. I think space is the big unknown it's things we don't know yet things we haven't explored yet and it's it's the last place for humans to go and ruin (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the best way the best way to have an adventure is to explore things you don't fully understand yet and i think we completely understand um how boats work we completely understand how to get through the jungle even if it is tough I think there's a lot about space that we don't understand. That's why we send science experiments up there. And it's that unknown that makes that adventure so brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to give you a point there, Tom. Yeah, it's the one out of all of them that, I mean, we still kind of do in that traditional format. Mm. It's it's still, to this day, an exploration. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to say, for the jungle, my last point is going to go for it being a magical world. I think there is something truly magical about the jungle. It's it's a place on earth where you can go in but you don't feel like you're in earth anymore. It's a, it's a place away from all other things and I think it's noises, it's creatures, it's plants. It's there's a magicalness about the mystery of it all. Um mm. and that's where I would go on a jungle adventure. And Amy I'm going to go down the versatility of a pirate adventure. You just get to see so much, such a variety of different things. Like, you can go and see a jungle on a pirate adventure. You can go and see, like, the markets of the world, like, the culture in every port that you dock in. It's just, you get to, and unlike space, you get to explore in more detail what we've got right in front of us without the loneliness and without, well, less sanitary, maybe. But kind of with your mates that you're working together with to get to these places you get treasure at the end of it uh it's a it's a kind of stable source of income and that boat becomes your life like yeah and and just yeah i think i'm gonna give i think i'm gonna give a point to amy there because i think what really has just kind of captivated me is the idea that just because an adventure isn't new to humanity doesn't mean that it ha- it can't be new to you. And I think Thank it's you. your adventure, not humanity's adventure. Mm. And so I definitely think Amy gets a point for that. Thank you. And on that beautiful note, I think we come to the time to look at the scores on the doors. So, it's, it's close again. We're, oh. um, it would have been very different had uh, a certain somebody not broken the caveat and linked <laughs> us towards death. But on two points, we have me, 
with my jungle adventure and Tom with his space oh. adventure. But winning this week and the best adventure is Amy with her pirate oh. adventure on four points. I was not expecting that one. I'm not well, exactly an adventurous person, so I'm quite proud of myself there. I mean, you did link pirate ships to cruise ships, so I think that really does <laughs> Look, shine through. I just like the luxury, okay? <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with us or tell your friends all about us, then you can either through... Our social media channels. On Facebook, we are Mind the Flat Podcast. On Instagram, we're at Mind the Flat underscore podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Mind the Flat underscore pod. Or you can send us an email at mindtheflatpodcast at gmail.com. Or visit our website, mindtheflatpodcast.com, where we've got all our episodes from this series and series one. And we'll be back again next week with more debate on another of life's most challenging questions. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye, my hearties. Adios.